And I will never forget how hard we laughed through the entire thing, like tears streaming down our eyes. And it was one of those movies where after we left, we just kept going, wait, remember when this part happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what about when this part happened? And just talked about it for weeks and thought it was so funny. This is Fandom. I am Brandon Ushio. I'm Nick English. And I'm Taylor Iverson. Okay, this is our last episode, thank goodness, talking about Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, which is a film that came out in 2014 that covered the semi-true story of the rise of the first network news anchorwoman. The movie starred Christina Applegate as the film's protagonist, Veronica Corningstone, <laughs> and the antagonist of the film was Ron Burgundy was played by Will Ferrell. Yes, that is all right and true and widely accepted. I mean, she got top billing, right? If she didn't, she should have. I mean, if she didn't, it was a plan by the studio because that was the point they were making, that the women yes. don't get the top billing. So yes. it was, it was, they, were, they were just making their point. All right, just like you would pair a fine wine with cheese, we're going to pair this boxed wine with some spray cheese. We are going to pretend that we have programming control over our local Megaplex. Why all the shade? Why all the shade? <laughs> there is so much shade in this intro. I just like to get the reaction from you, Nick. That's all. That, that's what it is. That's what I it is. This is incredibly uh, well written and presented. I'm all for this. <laughs> I like the uh, illusion that Brandon's also giving that he actually drinks wine, which he doesn't, boxed or otherwise. No, but I know about it. And it's, I couldn't think of a more iconic thing that you pair together. <laughs> can you? Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, but how can you get like gourmet peanut butter and mac, mac gourmet and cheese? I think the boxed wine was probably yes. the no, best one. No, I think it's great. I just think it's funny hearing boxed wine come out of uh, Brandon's mouth. <laughs> All right. So we talk about TV shows, movies, comics, and books. So we're going to pair those up. Maybe it'll be a movie and we're going to have a doubleheader. Maybe we're going to take control of the televisions and have some binge parties. At the very least, we're going to be a bad version of Netflix's suggestion algorithm. So you may or may not want to take notes. I'm going to lean on probably not, but you never know. You, there, there could be a diamond in the rough. As our resident Anchorman fan, that's some weird alliteration, Anchorman fan. Nick, you're going to go first. And normally, like when we do fandom order here, normally it goes Nick, Taylor, Brandon. But in honor of the misogyny in this film, we're going to have Taylor go last. Can we just do in honor of misogyny in general? <laughs> just in general. <laughs> just generally speaking. <laughs> Take it away, Nicholas. Don't listen to me. I'm just a woman. All right. Do what you want to do. So we are going to pair this movie with something else that you might enjoy if you like this. My first inclination, 100%, when I said, what is a completely absurd comedy that is funny and is just silly? I went with ESPN The Ocho, Dodgeball. The true underdog story. It features Vince Vaughn, who is also in this show. He played Wes Mantooth in, in Anchorman, but he plays the owner of the average Joe's gym and a big box fitness buff Jim comes in right close to it and tries to take down the little guy and Ben Stiller plays the owner of a chain of gyms for fitness buffs and a hilarity ensues basically they need to go head to head in a dodgeball tournament to determine who 
I don't like I don't even remember at the end, to be honest, because obviously the plot is very important here. But there are classic lines such as if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Those are just facts. Yeah, it's it's a funny show. If you like this absurd kind of idea, Vince Vaughn actually does a, a good job in it. And so that would be my first. Have either of you seen this movie? I have. I don't remember I don't know if I've seen it more than once, and I don't really remember beyond dodgeball dumb. One of my favorite lines, too, is, no one makes me bleed my own blood. Their coach's name is Patches O'Houlihan. And I was like, man, that's a pretty ridiculous name. And then I realized what the name of the guy who actually plays that character is. And I was like, they should have just let him use his real name because it would have fit for that movie. His real name is Rip Torn. Yeah, he's and he's also Rip torn. Why did his parents do that? Well, but he's also the lead guy in Men in Black. Like he's the head of the Men in Black. That's the same actor. Yes. So yeah, like he, he's an awesome actor. Fun fact: Never seen the Men in Black movies. Added to the list. Okay, so this may this act. Okay, this makes sense. I just looked it up. Rip Torn is his name. However, yeah. he was born Elmore Rual Torn Jr. Yeah, yeah, Rip Torn is definitely better. Yeah, okay. I'm just, I'm more accepting that his parents didn't just name him Rip Torn. Well, and obviously actors will change their names when they get their SAG card. A classic example is Nicolas Cage. That's obviously not his real name. There's probably already an Elmore Torn. That's probably what it was. (laughs) Yeah, Elmore Torn was definitely on the SAG list. First first entry is Dodgeball. So I'm going to take it a different direction. So Nick went with a comedy. I'm going to take it a little bit more serious direction. This is like a sweet and savory kind of pairing, right? Like you, you <laughs> the opposites sometimes go well together. What goes well with the bouquet? We need to find out. <laughs> right. This movie came out in the year 2016. So it's a classic. <laughs> uh, stars Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Monet. And Kevin Costner. This movie is called Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures is a story about a team of female African-American mathematicians. They call them computers. So how does this pair? No, listen, I know exactly where he's going with this and mad respect. I'm pretty sure that he's going to say, if you want to watch one bad thing. And then you want to cleanse your palate after... (laughs) You want to see the misogyny happen in a classical way and in a comedic way, then they pair get well together. If you want to see ultimate misogyny, but in the end, the women, so you watch the second, so that the women prevail as opposed to in Anchorman where they... Here's the thing. The women don't really necessarily prevail in this movie either. Newsflash racism. It still exists, guys. It's based on a true story. It's a true story about racism and misogyny. And so I thought, you know what? This goes to show how the Anchorman movie is really a comedy and not real life. Because if it were real life, it would feel much worse than that. So it, it gives you a, it gives you some perspective on on what it's like to have racists and misogynistic people. And it's a good movie. I love it. It's a movie about going to the moon, right? And female computers. They were what was called computers. They were, and it's an important fact to know. Women were like super crucial in getting us to the moon. They were like 
the first computer programmers, the first mathematicians who had figured out a ton of this stuff. I, I really... I really do think the pairing would go well together with Anchorman. There's a lot of parallels and a lot of differences as well. The funny thing about that movie is that Lena and I had a date night. And it was like there was some Marvel movie in the theater and there was hidden figures. And I was like, I want to go see this Marvel movie. And Lena's, no, we're going to go see this movie (laughs) called Hidden Figures. And I was like, I've never heard of it. I don't watch TV. I don't watch trailers, as we know. I try not to watch trailers as much as possible. And so if it's not like in any of my superhero cartoon shows that I'm watching between on my Hulu account, which obviously Hidden Figures, that was not the target audience, I'm not going to see a thing. And she, I'm not going to see a trailer for it. And she was like, no, it's going to be good. And I had no idea what to expect. Like, literally, I walked into that movie. I was like, what is this about? And she's like, just watch it. And afterwards, I was just like bawling. I was like, that was the best. Thank you for taking me to that show. I was so, I was just like, but it was one of those moments where I was like, I wanted to go see a superhero movie. I saw Hidden Figures and I was not disappointed. I thought really you wanted to go see a superhero movie and you still saw a superhero movie. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Like You got what you wanted, but better. Do you guys, do I have your guys' permission to go? 60% of the time, you have permission every time. <laughs> well done, Brandon. Perfect. So I I feel like I did a combo now listening to your guys' two picks. So I went with a movie as well, and I said you should watch Bridesmaids. Yet another movie I have not seen. Interesting. This movie has Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. And I don't know if, I've, Brandon, have you seen this movie? I've feel like I have, but it's one of those movies that I think I watched while not watching it at the same time. Like, we watched it at home kind of a thing. I think Melissa McCarthy's in it, right? Yes, she is too. It's rated R. It's really raunchy. It's really dirty. It's really funny. That's the parallel. That's the parallel. Yes, but also it stars all women. <laughs> so so that's that's how we had the same mindset and you went the comedy i see yes how. see so i took nicks and i went with comedy but then i also was like hey women they can be funny too but i think i it also was like rebel wilson before she really took off in it and this is a movie that i remember quoting all the time with like my best friend and constantly quoting the weird lines and I feel like it has some similar vibes and is a little less problematic than uh, Anchorman. But is it less problematic or is it just a double standard? Interesting. I'm trying to think. I know I rewatched it fairly recently and definitely there's some stuff that doesn't hold up and isn't great. But also I thought I feel like. I don't know. That's really hard because I also think then there's a whole conversation about do we allow women to be gross and like vulgar and inappropriate? Like you said, is there a double standard of no, that's just not funny. Lena told me that she didn't love she didn't love the show because there was a vomiting scene where they just vomited like over and over and over. And she does not like that kind of humor at all. And so that put a, quite literally a, bat, a poor taste in her mouth, you know? <laughs> She's like, I don't want to watch that. And like, that's part of the reason we, I've never seen it is because Lena has never wanted to watch it again. Yes, I still think it's worth a watch. I remember I went and saw it with my aunt that we had plans to also, funny enough, go see a different movie and the tickets were sold out. 
So I'm seeing another theme here. We, we've got second choice movies. Yes. And we and I also had, we both had not heard of this movie. We didn't know. We just saw Bridesmaids and then saw the poster, which is just a bunch of women in bridesmaids dresses. And we went, okay, that seems like a movie that us two ladies should go watch. And I will never forget how hard we laughed through the entire thing, like tears streaming down our eyes. And it was one of those movies where after we left, we just kept going, wait, remember when this part happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what about when this part happened? And just talked about it for weeks and thought it was so funny. So I think you guys should give it a try. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus, the very best way to watch all Star Trek online. This is the only place that you can get caught up on Picard and Discovery before the new season's air. And right now we are offering you a free trial. Just head over to fandompodcast.com slash paramount to claim that or just head to fandompodcast.com and click on one of the banners if i pick another comedy then i feel like you guys are just going to make fun of me it's probably going to happen either way yeah i feel like whatever you do we will make fun of you so i don't want you to change your choices so what i'm going to do is i'm going to say okay we have seen will ferrell at his crazy hyped up comedy side why don't we look at him in a little more dramatic role to see his different acting chops? This is a movie that stars Emma Thompson, who I absolutely love, and Will Ferrell. And it is called Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction is a movie where Will Ferrell plays an auditor. He's a tax auditor. I mean, he goes to Maggie Gyllenhaal's bakery because she hasn't paid taxes in a hundred years, but she's also a super nice lady that like helps out people all the time. But he soon finds out that as he's starting to go along working, he has somebody narrating his life in his head and he doesn't know why. And he soon finds out that it's an author is writing a story and the author is Emma Thompson. And so it's just this timey-wimey Dr. Hui, but not really play on him like growing up a little bit and learning that you don't have to always go by the numbers and Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's this free-spirited baker, learning that maybe she needs to rein it in a little bit and not just be like anti-everything. And it's a good just kind of morality tale and fun little movie, and I really enjoy it. Fun fact, so. it was based very heavily on the Spanish novella Niebla. I know this because we've had guests on who have said that before, because otherwise I would have no idea. When Will Ferrell did this, everyone thought that it was like his Truman show, like Jim Carrey trying to show that he has acting chops. And it was received really well. I mean, he was cool. able to control, he was able to portray insanity well, but also being straight laced and stuff like it was just, it was really good. It's both funny and like tragic at the same time. Well, obviously we all know that Bewitched was his true dramatic masterpiece. You take those words right out of your mouth right now, Brandon Uccio. <laughs> I've never seen it. So you went with another Will Ferrell movie where he's being serious. See, so it's not so strange to do like a serious movie paired with a comedy. You looked at me like I was crazy when I pulled out. If you had gone, if you had gone a different route, I could have gone a different route too. I was just also following the theme. All right. How about I throw one from way far in left field? Let's pick a, let's pick a book. I've heard of these books before. Tell me more. Red dog, <laughs> green dog. 
Now, you may think that is what I would pick based on the literacy level of... Never mind. That's way too much shade. That's way too much shade. Just of the weatherman, though, right? Yes, yes. That's where, that's where I was going. That's where I was going. So this book is a book called Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I've heard of that as well. That, that specific book. This is a book that's also been turned into a movie. I don't know if you knew that part. I didn't. That, that one's news to me. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, I'm going to see, can either of you see the connection that I have made between this movie and Anchorman? Misogyny. Dumbledore is pretty much an old white dude. The patriarchy. Hermione is the secret hero. Just like Christina Applegate. The woman finishes fourth in the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Out of all of them. French women aren't taken seriously. All right, so here's the connection. Here's the connection. I was wondering if you guys would see this or not. Rita Skeeter. Journalism in the Harry Potter universe. That is a stretch. <laughs> That's the only thing that you're going to connect? I feel like mine and Nick's connections were stronger. Oh they, oh, they definitely were. They definitely were. I just wanted to find a way to grab like something very not connected and be like, how loose of a connection can I make? But here's the thing. like, they, they talk a lot in this about how the Anchormen are making the news story. Not like fabricating it, although apparently that happens in the next movie. But how the Anchormen are like active participants in the news stories. Rita Skeeter is an active participant in the news story. She's doing the biopic on Harry Potter. Or not, well, she's writing the story about him. But it's not until later that, it's not until later books that she writes the bio book about Dumbledore. But so you're getting it mixed up. Am I getting it mixed up? Dang it, that's how loose the connection is. I'm going to pick a movie that she wasn't doing the thing that I was saying. It's fine, but I think number four is the only one she's in the movie for so deathly hollows she was only mentioned and she appeared in a photograph oh yeah all right it's probably on her book the life and lies of albus dumbledore terrible so that was my really thin connection and that's really all it was is a take at a different kind well see this is why we don't let women in journalism because they're terrible it's just true those are just the facts i feel like that my connection was better than yours <laughs> Yes, I think both of our connections were better, and neither of ours were strong. And mine was not even good. Yes, yes, no. I respect you. I... Sure, sure, sure. I went with comedy and seriousness, and you went with misogyny and nothing to do at all. All right, well, I, I really have no other connection than just Rita Skeeter. So. I, think, I don't think you need another connection, because my next pick is Napoleon Dynamite. And my only connection is both of these movies are dumb, but have all sorts of nostalgia attached to them. Yeah, and have lots of quotable lines. And it definitely has the, I went and saw Napoleon Dynamite, and I was like, that movie was not as funny as everyone told me. And then after I thought about it for a day, I was like, oh my gosh, that those lines were really funny, and I continually quoted it. No, no, that's not how it happened at all. I watched it, and I was like, that's not as funny as everyone told me it was. And then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, that was even worse than I thought it was. And maybe that's the same experience you had with Anchorman. The experience that I had with Anchorman was the same thing, where I was like, that movie was, eh, it was okay. It was funny. And then I started quoting it, and me and Lena started quoting it to each other, and we just laughed all the time because of the absurdity of the 
Welcome to Fandom, where we overanalyze everything. So I think that we both had pretty much the exact same experience with Napoleon Dynamite in different ways, but... Yes, so you see connections can be drawn on all sides from this movie. That's not what you said when I picked Harry Potter. Listen, I supported, I have blindly supported you, Brandon. Nicholas is the one over here criticizing you. I'm all for your hidden figures, goblet of fire nonsense. <laughs> I feel like that Taylor might be like the sixth woman that calls me Nicholas in that tone. I'm just assuming that he's like my mom, my sisters, and my wife. So I have four sisters, but one of them probably hasn't. My mom and my wife and you, Taylor. So <laughs> there you go. Yep, yep, I got it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Any anything anything else about Napoleon Dynamite? Just a funny, quotable movie. Nope, oh, that's really it. Just uh, I just remember thinking, and I said this, I think, on the first episode we did about Anchorman, that it just reminded me of Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> of how stupid it was. <laughs> All right, so now I feel like I need to come up with a movie that has absolutely nothing to do with it and then see if we can make a connection. Fine, then that's what I'm going to do with my last pick. I'm going to pick something that's not even on my dumb list. Last? Dude, we're doing like seven more picks, Taylor. You better be prepared. No, listen, we are finishing this at a reasonable hour. If I want to totally throw a wrench in this... I could say a movie that I pretty much think that maybe both of you haven't seen or maybe seen once. So maybe I'll just say that one as an honorable mention after I choose it. Just No, say it right now. Go ahead. It's your turn. All right. Bridge Over the River Kwai. Is this an anime? This is a classic war film about a true story that happened. That is our connection based on a true story. Bridge Over the River Kwai. Who? When did it come out, Brandon? Look it up on the Google. I've this watched a, that a lot. This is a good movie. It's a classic movie, classic war film. About 1957. 1957. And it's based on a true story. That's the connection. Nope, 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 nope. Not based on is, a true story. Bridge Over the River Kwai is not based on a true story? Have it I been is. lied to my whole life? <laughs> based on the 1952 novel. The film uses historical settings and the construction of the Burma Railway. Why did I always think that was a true story? There goes your real thin connection. There you go. It's a classic. That's what Nick is saying. It's a classic. You know, there's like a war on journalism and on men. There's the war between all the stations and the big battle. And there's a grenade. Yes, a grenade. And a grenade is used in war. Done. Done. Wait, where did you get a trident? I think there's a trident in Bridge Over the River Quay. That is so funny that I thought it was based on a true story and it is not based on a true story at all. But also, I've watched... That That movie is long for its time, too. I'm, I'm standing up for myself and I'm butting in line in front of Brandon for my final pick, which is The Sound of Music, which is also based on a true story. And that's my very thin line was that did you have that before no, i just made that up right now what you did is you took this you took the connection that nick was going to make and then he like fumbled the ball and then you picked it up and you ran with it yes and i said you know what sound of music that's the one all right i'm gonna do a serious one because hang on hang, hang on no, you know, it's you, not your turn it wasn't even taylor's turn it was my turn <laughs> 
Bridge Over the River Kwai is a good movie. You should watch it. So Sound of Music is one of the best films ever made. You should also watch it. Also, both of those films are longer than they should probably be. That is untrue. I will never forget the feeling of having to switch over to VHS number two to finish watching Sound of Music, and it was a magical moment for me. I do have to say, though, that I don't feel that Sound of Music drags on at all, and so it is a very well-paced movie. I have recently watched a show that was not a well-paced movie that was like four hours long. Oh my gosh. Did you watch Justice League, Zack Snyder's cut? Is that the four-hour movie you watched? Yes, I did. I did watch it. I've not seen almost any of the DC films, which Jerem says I have to watch them because they're really bad, and I watched Man of Steel. That one that one was an okay movie. It was a bad Superman movie, but it was an okay movie. No, it was a really bad movie. It was so dark. Just like I could... I, everything was gray. I knew... By the end of the film, I knew nothing about Superman as a person. He had no personality, and he... And Amy Adams talked to him twice, and then they were in love for no reason. That's how it works in a newsroom. Haven't you seen Anchorman? And I just there's really... the connection. Yes, so <laughs> Man, I of Man of Steel. It was so bad. Many times I yelled at the movie. This is really bad. This is a really bad movie. And what and did I... Jerem say? He said, "Yes, yes, it is." <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Here's my pick. Here's my pick. Okay, let's hear it. Man of Steel. There was this love story that happened in the newsroom between a man and a woman and they shouldn't have fallen in love yet they did and so here we go there's your connection other connections bad movie other bad movie two bad movies did two wrongs make a right taylor no also that movie is so long man of steel is so long i'm just gonna go off on a rant about how bad man of steel so long unnecessarily it also has four climaxes there were four points in that movie that i thought it was over four times that i went oh okay this is over it was not then it proceeded to have three more climaxes before it was over at least they're climaxes it could be like the end of return of the king where there's seven endings it just it was deeply upsetting on so many levels so did you watch snyder cut then or no this all started because i was listening to a podcast this is how all my stories start and they were talking about the Snyder Cut, and I didn't have any context. And so I talked to Jeremy about it, and I was like, so there's the Snyder Cut, and have you seen the original Justice League? And I was like, that just seems really interesting to have another cut of a movie. And so then he, we went off on the conversation about what DC films have you seen? And I was like, only Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey. Which are like, the two best ones? <laughs> have you seen the second Wonder Woman? Yes, it's so bad. Okay. I hated it so much. Within five minutes, I turned to Jeremy and I said, the first one of these movies was good. Like, I remember liking it because <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. But yes, Man of Steel, bad movie. There we go. There's our connection. There is our connection. That rounds out our picks, I think. <laughs> it, it does. Okay. Taylor went for quality over quantity. Nick and I always have some quantity. Quick Nick, I'm looking at you quick. Just honorable mentions. Honorable I don't mentions. think you were looking at me. You looked shifty-eyed to the side. Honorable mention. Go see uh, Mastermind, because that's an animated film with Will Ferrell. Or the Lego movie. 
the original first one but will ferrell doesn't really have a big part in that movie it's just funny what he is if you like absurdist actually i maybe shouldn't say this one but austin powers was funny for its time i'm sure that it's just as bad as anchorman now if i went to back and watched it again but austin powers intermass international man of mystery i know a lot of people would also want me to say Step Brothers is a movie that is really funny with Pharaoh. So there you go. I only have two more that are honorable mentions and really they are not the, okay. So they're, they are light connections. One is new, the TV series newsroom. It's a good comedy about a newsroom. And I thought, why not? So newsroom or not newsroom, sorry, news radio. I was going to say newsroom news is Aaron Sorkin. It's not a comedy, although that, that one can make our that one can make the list of honorable mentions. It's an Aaron Sorkin, a lot of walking and talking, trying to sound really smart, succeeding sometimes and failing, failing at other times. And then my last honorable mention, because I think it's the antithesis of Anchorman, is the the classic TV series. It's a classic. You hear me? That was that came out in 1988, called Murphy Brown. That is a good show. So it's about a it's a progressive single mom working at a magazine. There was a reboot or something like that. I didn't watch that. Didn't last. I watched that show a lot, but that was also during the time when you watched what was on TV because it was on. Yeah, yeah. You only had so many choices. So she was stubborn. She was selfish. She was hot-tempered. But she was also dang good at her job. All right. Those are our picks. That is what we would recommend. Look. We never promised quality picks. We promised hey, to be the bad Netflix algorithm. And I think we accomplished that. You're welcome. This wraps up our recording on Anchorman. Next week, we are going to be jumping into Princess Diaries, the movie starring Anne Hathaway. If you have any thoughts or opinions on what we talked about here on Anchorman, maybe something coming up for princess diaries or even a fandom that you would like us to tackle. Send us an email to feedback at fandompodcast.com. And if you are missing out on the latest fandom news, the trailers that are coming out, the news stories, the things that we used to cover in our old format, head over to fandompodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. And we will make sure that we continue to get you that news. Again, so that's until over next at time, podcast. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. The hills are alive with the sound of music. May the fandom be with you. <laughs>